come on. That part, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I want you to know wherever you need God's grace, it's always sufficient and on time. But I exactly said that. But that's what it says. Next week, Pastor. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity. Uh, thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate the praise and worship team as they ushered in your presence. And Lord, we thank you for your anointing that you poured in our life. You've been so good to us, better than we could have ever been to ourselves. And Lord, we don't take it for granted. So we ask you, Lord, as we speak today, we ask you, Lord, to touch the heart of someone out there. Let them be able to receive your word. Let it be life transforming. Uh, we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this one is on you. This, this, one's, this one's on you, right? And uh, so I, I want you to understand how important this is uh, because uh, the thing that's very challenging in our life is a lot of times we don't um, want to do an introspection in our life. And a lot of times we want to point fingers at other people. Uh, but this one is on you. It's, no, it's on you. Uh, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son, right? And he gave his son unto the world so the world would know uh, that he's real. Now, I, I don't want you to miss this as young people. Uh, God, uh, who is uh, omnipresent, who's everywhere in everything, I want you to know that God loved you, right, in the kingdom of God. And, and so Jesus' message uh, why he was here was to let us know that the kingdom of God is present and is present here and is in you, right? And it's like God says, listen, I want you to know that you are special and you are important. So I'm going to download my spirit in you. He said, we're going to win this thing. He said, you guys are going to be the dream team and, and you're going to make a difference. Now, the adversary, his mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. So he brings things in our life from the time, sometime before we were ever born, when we in our mother's womb, there's a struggle going on. And sometimes uh, 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 the battle was so tough that a mother wanted to abort her child. She wanted to kill the baby before the baby ever got here. And uh, so some babies never made it, right? Uh, so the enemy was trying to destroy you before you ever got here, but God intervened. And because God intervened, you're here. And, uh, and because you went through so much hell in your life, but you went through it, God loves you, all right? And I know some of you all feel like you're living in a hell hole now, right? But I promise you, you're not living in a hell hole. Uh, God got you. Uh, and things could always be worse. Everybody should always be worse. So, so the greatest challenge is to understand that uh, I have to walk as though I'm blessed. Uh, I, I have to walk as though God is in full control of my life, and I have the things that I have. You know, I, I heard a guy speak once, and he was talking about a third-world country, and he talked about how he had visited some of those third-world countries, and the conditions were so bad, people were living in condition that was just inhumane. Uh, and then we complain because we live in the projects, right? When they feel, if they was living in the project, they'd feel like they was in a penthouse, right? Uh, and I don't care what your situation is, uh, you always think somebody may be doing better than you. Uh, but I want you to know you are blessed. Uh, you are blessed. Uh, now, this situation that's going on is on you. Everybody says it's on you. All right. Uh, so, and here's the thing. I want you guys to get it and, and don't miss it. Because we have a responsibility. If we're going to transform the world, we got to transform us. So this message is going to be kind of like dual, Right. But here's the key, the power of forgiveness. Everybody say the power of forgiveness. That's why this one is on you. You have to forgive you. All right? You've made some mistakes in your life right? that you haven't forgiven yourself. Uh, God has forgiven you. He's put it in the seal of forgiveness, but you can't forgive yourself. You keep going back into your mind and reliving the mistake you made over and over and over, and you blaming of what the mistake you made on your situation. So you can't get out of your situation because you keep living in it, right? And so God is trying to deliver you out of it, but you won't come out of it. You want to stay in it. He says, listen, I've already forgiven you. He said, I've done that. 
He says, I've done that uh, with my son. He said, I brought him in the world and showed you how much I love you, and I'm willing to forgive you for that. Now, would you please take this power called the Holy Spirit and move like I want you to move and operate as though I'm operating through you? All right? He's now, it's going to be very challenging. It's going to be very challenging uh, because if you don't forgive yourself, you're always going to look at people cross-eyed. Right? You're always going to look at people the wrong way. And you, you're never going to see the real blessing as long as you think you're not worthy. Right? But I want you to know you're worthy. I, I don't care what your situation is now. Uh, it's just a building block to get you somewhere else. God wants to do something special in your life. So everything that's going on in your life was intended for your life. Right? Everything that's going on in your life, and, and some stuff is very, very painful. I mean, it's extremely painful. And you like, but it can't be for my good. But it's for your good, right? Uh, because you know you love a guy, and you try to figure out how. How did I get here? He said, but it's for your good, right? And, and this thing, and, and I wish, no, I don't wish, because some people may do it, right? I, I, but I'm going to say it anyway, right? I wish some people would give their testimony. We need, we need to have testimony service so people can really tell you what God has brought them through. Right? Uh, uh, some people uh, you think is doing so great and you have so much respect and honor for them and, and you think they just love the Lord and they just on fire for God and they're such missionaries. And, man, I wish I had the spirit that they had. I wish I could be like Tasha. And, and I wish I could do this. But if you knew Tasha's story, Right? If you knew her story, if you knew what she went through, uh, and then you may not be wishing for that. right? Uh, but the, here's the beauty. God brought her through it, so now she don't look like what she went through. Yeah. Right? And, and then the second state is always is better than the, than the first. And so God blesses us, and he brings us through it. right? And, and I want you to know that you are uh, gifted uh, uh, from God with something, man, to help change not only your life, but the life of others. But the enemy or the adversary is always there uh, to try to lock you up. Now, here's the thing. I think the thing that really gets us, JB, that really uh, causes issues for us is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a stress uh, that goes on in our life, and we think we don't like that person when we're really destroying ourselves. It's called self-destruction. And we really destroy ourselves uh, while we're going around mad because we won't forgive somebody for something that they did that God orchestrated. All right? And I, let me say that again. Something that they did that God orchestrated, right? And I know he orchestrated uh, because nothing happens, man, without his doing, right? So he gives the go-ahead or not. If you don't believe that, you have to read the story of Job because they wrote it for us to understand it because Job was going through some things, and Satan and the angels was coming before God, and the, the Bible said the sons of God presented themselves before God, and then Satan came along with them because he was one of the sons. And when he showed himself up with God, he said, God said, hey, man, where you come from? He said, I've been walking to and from the earth, seeking, seeking whom I may devour. Then God said, have you considered my servant Job? He's an upright and perfect man. Sean's evil, don't do no wrong, right? So Satan, just like some of us, said, yeah, the only reason you protecting him is because he loved you. And then, then God says, oh, no, that's not the reason. He, he, he's like that because he loved me, not because I love him. Right? Uh, and, and that's important because uh, he said, yeah, that's not true. He said, well, take all this stuff from him and watch him. And so when, they, when Satan uh, put his hands on him and started taking things away, he thought Job was going to renounce him. Now, Job's family struggled. His wife uh, the man, uh, the woman he put by his side told him, we'll just curse God and die. He said, woman, I came in this world naked, and when I leave, I'm going to be naked. He said, listen, everything I have belongs to God. He says, so if you take everything I have away, uh, I'm still going to honor him as God. Uh, because I have what I have because of him. I am what I am because of him. Uh, and then because he understood who he was, and uh, uh, he had a spirit of forgiveness because his friends uh, kind of turned on him a little bit, right? And uh, he understood, so he prayed for him, right? And then God restored him. Now, this is going to be good. Everybody said this is going to be good. So we're going to talk about this thing about forgiveness and the power of it. And when I say this was on you, this was on you, all right? So I don't care what anybody else do to you, Ed. I don't care what they do to you. I, I don't care if they don't pay you your rent, Ed. I, I, I don't care if they mess up your houses. I don't care what. But this is up to you if you want to be mad at them or not. 
It's, it's on you if you want to let them stress you out or not. It's, it's on you because God going to give you enough resources to fix the house. You know, he going he gonna to give you enough money. He going to give you enough money to take care of that. He going to give you enough money to pay the taxes. Uh, he, he may uh, even take them out the house and they're going to tear it all up. He's going to give you enough resource to fix it again. He said, but you just keep your eyes focused on me. He said, because it really wasn't your house. It was mine. They thought they was tearing up yours. That's why I gave you enough resource to take care of it. He said, so don't worry about it. Don't be mad at them. Don't be angry about it. Just realize they had some trauma in their life. They had some things they was going through and they was mad. And you think they're mad at you, but they, they ain't got nothing to do with you. Uh, it has every, everything to do with the struggle that's going on in their life. And because they have an internal struggle going on, they want to destroy your property or they want to destroy your home or mess up your job because they got something going on, right? He said, but you got to know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And they let their guards down, and they allow the enemy to get inside them, and they won't forgive. And because they can't forgive, stress is building up so bad, they're angry at everybody and everything. So even if you tell them the right thing, they still mad. You can, uh, uh, you can cut their rent in half, right? And they're going to still say, you did it for somebody else. You ain't did nothing special for me. Right? Uh, uh, you thought you did something special? You ain't, that's because they have some internal things going on. But I want you to know this one's on you, right? Uh, uh, because when God bless you, it's up to you whether you want to forgive or not. It's on you if you want to hold on to the past. It's on you if God keep blessing you and you blaming somebody else for what they're not doing when God says about you. When God says, I keep on giving you the resources, but you want to give somebody else the power. He said, I keep on blessing you and you complain about somebody else and what they're doing. He said, I just keep on blessing you. He said, you keep on complaining about this here and your bank account's still full. You keep on complaining about this here and you got groceries. You keep on complaining about this here and your house note is paid. You got a cottage. But you keep on talking about what they haven't done and what they're not doing. He said, I keep on blessing you. Why are you complaining about what they're doing when I'm blessing you? But here's the problem. He said, this one's on you. He said, you're the one sitting here all stressed out, bent out of shape, when you don't have to be. He said, you don't have to be all upset and bent out of shape over this thing. He said, because this one uh, is on you. Because I've already forgiven, and I've already showed you that I got this thing under full control. Right? He said, but now, it's important that you have to forgive them and, and release, and don't let them have no power in your life. Right? He said, you got to work on behalf of me and realize that you're working on behalf of the king. Right? So whatever's going on, he said, understand that. Now, there's some situations, some circumstances we're going to deal with. Right? So in 1 John chapter 5, I mean chapter 1, verse 5, it says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. All right? Now, here's Jesus. He's coming and he's teaching us something. Now, I want you to miss this. Up. Jesus is coming. And he's constantly teaching us something. Now, this is for the people who don't believe in Jesus and don't like him and don't care much about him, right? He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Now, listen, because what he did was he taught us about the messages and the principles of what God was all about. And so all of his teachings, everything about him, and I studied him, man. I did all kind of research. I watched debates when they say he wasn't him and he's not really the Christ. And they say he's the Messiah and he's not the Messiah. But the one thing they could not do, but they could not discredit that the power that he tried to do was he kept on trying to pour into the life of other people. And he kept on trying to give them life. And it was something about him. Even though they were hurting him, he loved them. Right? Because he knew the power was in the love. And he knew something that we didn't know that he was trying to teach us. He said the power is in the forgiveness. So when you read about the stories of his disciples and all that, and, and, and like Stephen, they were stoning him. Jesus said, God, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing to me. Right? And Jesus said, they, they don't know, so I'm just going to forgive them because they don't understand, and I'm just going to keep on loving them. So Jesus tried to tell us something. So Jesus gave us this message. You heard from Jesus. This is what he said. Now I declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. Right? Then he says this, so we are lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but go living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Now, we can't go around claiming uh, that God is in our life and we're living in darkness. Right? We can't go around and say, man, I know he's good. Won't he do it? 
God is good, and he's supplied. But we walk around, man, in this hole in the dark. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know what's going on. I'd be glad when my son get delivered. I'd be glad. He said, listen, I ain't got time for all that crazy. I'm walking in the light. Because God is light. So I know God got this. Because I don't have no power over it. So I said, God, I'm walking in light. And then as I walk in the light, it's a peace that comes over me. That's a pastor's all understanding. So I'm not worried about what's going on. So I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's going on. I'm walking in the light because God is the light. And if you don't understand it, uh, same on you. All right? Because this one's on you. Because you accepted him into your life. You believe who he was. And you accepted him. But you won't walk in him. You want to continue to walk in the dark and, and don't know which way. I, I know which way I'm going. So I don't care what the circumstance is. I know the end result. Rodney Neal, my boy. What's up, Rodney? You all right, baby? He said, listen, I know. I, 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 I know the light is, is, a, is a light at the end of the tunnel. So when you tell me I ain't no good and I'm not, I can't amount to nothing and, and you can't do this here and you're not that good, I just look at you like you lost your mind because I know I'm walking in the light. And God is with me every step of the way. Right? Uh, now, uh, he said, now, if, now, here's the thing that was powerful. This thing was powerful. He says, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. We're telling a lie if we go around acting like that, but we keep on walking around like a Debbie Downer. You walk around like a Debbie Downer. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm trying to figure out. But I know God is supplying all I need, but I don't know about this one. This is a tough one. I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this one right here. This, this is just too much. Right. I, I don't know. But did he bless you? Yeah, I know he did at that time. But I don't know what I'm going to do next week. Right? Then he bless you there and you go good for about a week and you're like, I don't understand. I think you got this system like, if I do this, man, then God opened up the door again. Right? So, so you repeat that same behavior again. Right? Right? But watch, if you don't watch yourself, uh, you get worse. Right? And here's the thing. Uh, and then Satan to start sending people in your life that you really like and you really care about, and they kept they come in and they let just send you down the wrong path. People that you know you love, they hurt you. And then here's what happened. And then you question God. You say, God, I can't believe you let that happen to me. You know, uh, uh, I can't believe God, you took my mama. You know, how, how you take my baby? He took mine too. He took my mama and my baby and my daddy and my sister and my brother. And he took another one of my brothers. Right? Uh, uh, but he told me, he says that, but I'd never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he said, you just keep, he said, I just want you to understand something. Uh, I didn't just take your mama, I took hers too. I didn't just take your baby, I took that one too. He said, because they really was not yours, I just brought them home. He said, but because you don't have a relationship with me, you want to blame me for something that happens to everybody that's part of life. He said, because we don't know when, we just know what's going to happen. And we always know in advance. It's going he said, so you got to keep your eyes focused and know I'm walking through life. And in the midst of the life, you're going to run into some dark spots. But there's a light that's going to keep leading you. So I got to continue to walk in the light. So I don't predicate my life on things that happen that I think is bad. I say it's all working together for my good. But, but, but you got to have a mindset for that. You got to have a mindset for that. You got to have a mindset for that. That's important. Now, here's Jesus and Mark. Here's what he said. But when you are praying, now this, everybody says, we're about to bring this baby home. I promise. I got to watch. Listen, I got to stop clock today. I'm going sh to shut down on time. Well, at least I hope. Right? I put a big old watch on, a big old thing. I did that for Sh Shayla. Shayla, I did that for you. I did that for you. Really, I'm going to be on time today. Here we go. So, but when you are praying, everybody said, when you're praying. Now, I'm not going to go to the next line yet because it's a comma. It's a pause, right? Uh, Dr. Briggs, the reason why he put a comma there, because he, he's insinuating that you have such a relationship with God that you'll be talking to him. You got a connection with God. He said, so when you talking to God, because I'm assuming that you have a relationship with God and you communicate with him. And since I got a relationship with God and he's the king, I got direct access to the king. It's like I used to be when Tasha used to work at the bank. And now I got another one of my babies worked there. I used to go to the bank. I didn't care what Tasha was doing. I just sit outside her office and just wait. Because I knew it was going to be all right. 
if I could just get to Tasha, right? Because I knew I had it in with Tasha, right? So I just, I was just patient and I knew it. So now here's the thing. So when you're praying, first, everybody said first, not second. First, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. Here's Jesus. Now he's about to release you from something. Right? He's about to break the shackles off your life because something is holding you back. Something is causing the, the, the pain in your body, and the doctors can't find it. You know, something's going on, and they gave you medication, and it won't stop it. And, and they don't know what it is, but there's something going on. I think it's called stress, but, uh, but I think it comes about because uh, things are going on in our life, and we don't know have the answer for it. So he says, first, I want you to forgive anyone uh, you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you of your sins too. That means you got some things going on in your life, but it's predicated on you releasing what somebody has done to you. So not only do you forgive yourself, but you also have to forgive anyone who's done something against you. And you do it because you don't give them. Man, one of the daughters was saying something today uh, in, in, in the women's ministry, but you can't give them power over you. As long as you don't forgive them, man, they have power over your life. You know, if I don't forgive you, if Sister Norman does something to me and I don't forgive it, Sister Norman, you know how Sister Norman is. Hey, y'all, how you doing? The pastor, you know, all right. And I'm looking at her like, I can't stand it. I wish, I don't know why she's speaking to me. You know, she's speaking to me. She knows she, know she owe me some money. But she don't really owe me no money, but I'm just saying, right? But you get you mad because they've done something or whatever and you can't forgive. You're giving them power. They probably forgot what even happened. Right? And, and, they, and then, so you sit here and you can't forgive them. And every time you see them, your blood pressure go up. You was happy and your whole face changed because they walked in the room. That's how much power unforgiveness comes in your life. Now, here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. Watch this here. He says, uh, you're holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive you of yours. Right? Now, here's the problem. Uh, why are you so worried and all upset about somebody uh, won't uh, have done something to you and you can't forgive them? Don't you forget that I don't care how saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. You've done something to somebody and you need them to forgive you. Right? And God says that your father will forgive you. What he's really saying, it ain't so much me as is I won't let the people forgive you either. He said, because I work with people. He said, you'll go and you begging that somebody forgive you because you know you did something wrong. Right? He said, but if you don't forgive, uh, it's not gonna for, you're not going to get forgiven. Right? So, uh, so now we got this stress. I'm stressed out because what? Uh, you did something to me, and every time I see you, I can't forgive you. And I'm stressed out because I need you to forgive me, and I'm upset because you won't forgive me because I didn't mean to do what I did to you. So now I got, I got uh, stuff growing inside of me called cancer and all kind of tumors and everything growing inside of me, and they can't figure out where it come from. It come from unforgiveness. You know, I wouldn't care if it's your mama. I wouldn't care if it's your grandmama. I wouldn't care if it's your daddy. It doesn't matter who it is because they're just human beings. And anybody that's not walking with God, they serve to do anything to you. you just, but that's my mama. My mama said they never did that to me. I, if your mama is in bed with the devil, she'll do anything. Because it's not her, it's the spirit that's working in her. You know, if you don't believe it, man, ask some of those girls out there, man, that's in, in sex trafficking. Their parents sold them to sex trafficking because they were strung out on drugs, because they got addicted to drugs and they needed some drugs. And somebody said, if you just give me your daughter. Right? But because they had demonic spirits going inside, working inside of you, they, they, listen, those spirits were so strong that they went against you. Now, you're so angry at what your mama did, even though God has delivered you from it from 15, 20 years ago. But I can't get over it, and I'm holding on to it. I won't go to a therapist because when I go to a therapist, he might deliver me, but I'm only going to go two days because uh, he's supposed to deliver me in two days, and it's been 15 years worth of mess. Right? Now, if you can't deliver me in two days, Dr. Abby Ade, I'm not coming back. So you got to work a miracle and you got to work it fast. Because I'm not coming back if you can't give me an answer and give it to me fast. I mean, you just can't tell me something. I got to be delivered when I walk out of there. And we know uh, that I'm not. 
Uh, the only body that can deliver you like that is God. And he said, I can't do it unless you forgive. He said, part of it is you got to forgive. Not only yourself, but them as well. Amen? Now, now watch this here in Matthew 6, 12 and 13. Jesus is teaching us how to pray, right? This is powerful. Now, they ask him, teach us how to pray, Lord. Teach us how to pray. It's interesting that when Jesus started teaching them how to pray, he said, listen, when you go to your father, now I don't care if you're Buddhist, I don't care if you're Islam, I don't care where you go. He said, but you got to go to the king. He said, and when you go to him, here's what he says. He said, I'm going to teach you how to do this thing. He said, when you go and you preach this, uh, and forgive us, watch this here, of our sins. So the first thing when I talk to God Almighty, I got to say, God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me if there's anything that I'm doing I know is wrong. You know, I, now we can justify our wrong, right? All we're doing is fooling ourselves because we're not really uh, uh, stepping up to the plate. He said, but ask for forgiveness for you first. And forgive Then he says this, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those. Hold on. That's something, that's something going on. I only want you to forgive me as I forgive others. So if I don't forgive them, don't you forgive me. Now, 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 this is Jesus talking. Now, he said, y'all want to learn how to pray? You want to learn how to communicate with God? I'm going to open it up with this. Let me tell you this here. Ask God to forgive you, but only forgive you as much as you forgive somebody else. Because if he forgive you, you don't forgive them, you still going to have stress in your life. So he got to forgive you, and he got to help you forgive other people. Right? Because he got to release you, man, so you can really be the person he called you to be, so you can operate in the power. Right? And then he says this. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. I, I, and, and he said, watch out, that evil one, that spirit that will come inside of you. And the temptation, uh, sometimes we're tempted to not forgive them, even though I told God I'm going to forgive them. I, I, no, I can't, no. As soon as I see you, I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 I ain't, no, I, no, I don't forgive them. Because what they did is horrendous. It just, the, that is unexcusable. Now, here's the thing. Uh, what you did was unexcusable. What, what you did, uh, somebody else deemed it unforgivable. And, and, and I know you think you can brush over it and move on because they live in Louisiana right now. Uh, or she lives somewhere else and you went online and, and, and you just used this online when you did that, when you messed up that home, when you got on those on them, 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 them conversations online and messed up somebody else's family because you got an emotional connection with somebody else. And their wife saw the, 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 the Facebook page and she left her husband because of you. And the guy sent you, said, yeah, I left my wife now. And uh, are you going to love me now? You know, how he going to love you? Don't you let the devil fool you and trick you. Uh, uh, you know he's he not going to love you uh, when you just uh, 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 was an imposter in the name of God. Because you was on a faith-based site, cheating on a faith-based. <laughs> they was on a Christian site, cheating on a Christian site. Yeah. <laughs> The devil is a mess, ain't he? He got you cheating on the Christian site. And you justify it. Right? So what God is trying to do, he's trying to sanctify our life. So he's trying to get us, man, to be more like him. Because he need us, man, more like him, man, so we can help deliver people. Right? He, 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 that's what he's trying to do. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this story. And then I'm a, I, I got, I promise you, I got 13 minutes. I'm looking at my clock. It's 12. I bet you I'll be done by 12.15 today. I bet you. Now, this is going to be a little long, but I want you all to read it with me. I'll read it. Y'all just follow along, right? Because Jesus uh, was dealing with a situation, and so his disciples uh, asked him, because here's the thing. Now, don't forget this, Shayla. I want you to take this to your, I'm with you and my girl, Yayana. I want you all to take this. I want you all, when you all sit down, I want you all to talk about this, right? Jesus was talking to his disciples, right? And Peter, like some of us who love the Lord, uh, says, how often should I forgive my brother? 
And Peter says, should I forgive him seven times? Because in the Jewish community, they say, if you did it three times, man, you did a really good job, right? So he says, if somebody do something to you seven times, uh, and I forgive him seven times, is that enough? No, watch Jesus. Now, Jesus come down, man, to really give us the power to work like God. His whole mission was to get us, man, to live like God was living inside of us. That was his mission. So he had to superimpose his power on us. Now, watch this, this, this conversation. You get the eavesdrop on it. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who has sinned against me? Should I do it seven times? Then Jesus answered him and said, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now, for those who don't know anything about math, get your calculator out on your phone. Okay, now next. So then he says this. Therefore, then he talks about the kingdom. He tells this story about the kingdom. This is what he said. This is what the kingdom is like. He said, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his account up to date with a servant who had borrowed money from him. Right? Uh, in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him a million dollars. Now, the guy owed him a million dollars, right? He couldn't pay, so the debtor couldn't pay it. So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt, right? But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all, right? Then his master was filled with pity for him. And he released him and forgave him of his debt. Now, that's the kingdom, Margaret and Maggie. He said, God forgave him. So whatever you've done, I don't care how bad it is, I don't care what your debt is, he said, I'm going to forgive you. I know you did some stuff you had no business doing, but I'm going to forgive you. I know it's horrendous, but I'm going to forgive you, right? He said, but, but when the man left, here's some of, you, here's some of us. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by his throat and demand instant payment. Right? Now, so now, all of a sudden, God, God delivered you from dancing on the pole. God deliver you from embezzlement and from lying and from cheating and running con games and all the stuff that you do. Now, so now you run into a situation where somebody had did something to you that you think is horrendous, right? Now, watch this here. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. He said, please, uh, uh, master, just give me a little more time. Uh, be patient with me, and I will pay it. He, he begged him, right? But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt uh, could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Now, that's, now, that's equivalent to... Uh, you're doing something, and some other people see it, and they, and they go to God, and they pray to God. They say, God, you know how you deliver so-and-so, and you made them a deacon in the church, and, and you made them a minister, and, and now they so saved, and now they dress as long, and they talking about the girl with the short dress now? You know, you're talking about the girl who was, who was doing all this kind of stuff, and you delivered her, and now she's a mother of the church, and now she's holy than thou, Right? Then he says this. Then the king called in the man. God's going to call you in. Right? Uh, then the king called in the man uh, he had forgiven and said, you are evil. You, you, got a, you got a different spirit in you. Something wrong with you. Right? You got a different spirit in you. Right? He said, you're evil. He said, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Because you asked me. God, give me another chance. 
How many of us say, Lord, if you just give me, don't raise your hand yet, because I know they're going to tell your story, right? God, if you forgive me, I promise you I'll never do it again. If you just deliver me out of this situation, I know I cheated. I know I messed up. I know I did this here. Lord, please forgive me. And God says, okay, I'm going to forgive you, all right? And now you have an opportunity to forgive somebody else who wronged you, right? Now, shouldn't you have, and here was the master, he called him in, he called him on his behavior. He said, should you have, should you have mercy, everybody said mercy, on your fellow servant. Now, mercy is, I know, Sam, what you did, and I have a right to put you in jail. I know what you did, and I have a right to take advantage of you. I have a right, because you, you wrong, right? And you've been caught in it, and, and everybody know it, and everybody know what you're about, right? He says, uh, just as I had mercy on you, when, 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 I had a, when you was messing up, and I promise you, I don't care who you think you are. And that's why I tell people the story all the time, when I stole some hubcaps off a car, Neen, and I stole the hubcaps uh, for real, man, Sneed. I stole the hubcaps off the car and sold them. And then I was saved and sanctified. I was Holy Ghost filled, and I was fire baptized. I was in part of the Pentecostal church, and we had just got through shouting, won't he do it? And that's when y'all didn't know Sister Durden, that's when she'd be like. <laughs> we, we, uh, we was going on. I said, and I look at her, and she look at me, and I give it back. She throw it to me, and I, and I throw it back to her. She like. So we was throwing it across each other. Right? And then I went outside in the spirit, and somebody stole my hubcaps. <laughs> Now, part of that stuff is humorous, right? But it is the truth. That really happened, right? The, the clapping and the passing didn't happen, but you know what I'm saying, right? But what happened was uh, somebody stole my hubcaps. So when I got out, I looked at the car. I had a nice Renata line, and I looked at it. I just bought these silver hubcaps because I couldn't afford no real rims. Like Derek, you know, Derek had a Cadillac, so he bought the Vogue's. I had the Oaks. I had the Vogue's. I, I had the fake rims. You put them on, they look like rims, right? So somebody knew they wasn't real, so they got a little thing, clipped them off and took them, right? And I looked at her, I'm like, man, my, I didn't even call the police. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like God opened up to heaven and said, now, do you remember when? Right? And some things that happened. It's some things that happened to my children I never told them. It's some things that happened to my children, Right? Uh, and when it happened to him, I never told my wife, right? There's some things that happened to my children, and all I could say was, okay, God, I got you. I'm, I'm with you, right? Uh, because uh, I have to forgive them for what they did. And some people say, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, you and you, uh, what they call it, you and enabling and all that. While you saying that, God says, you better have some mercy because you remember when you did the exact same thing when you was in college. He said, you got to have mercy. Now, you had, now you had the power to do this, but now I'm going to see what you're going to do. Now, I know, I, I know all you people that's out there, y'all saying that because it ain't yours, right? Now, because all of us have been in some kind of situation where we had to show mercy. Because, you know, like Dr. Abiyad used to tell me all the time, he said, I wasn't always Dr. Abiyad. I used to be one of those boys on the streets in New York. I did some things, right? And so now I have an opportunity to ask for forgiveness, right? So then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. I got three minutes. I'm going to be done for real, right? Now, here's the deal. So what God says, since you won't forgive, I'm going to lock you up. Now, here's the thing, right? And, and so he put him up. What happened is, hear me well, all you believers, right, when y'all mess with these babies and all that. Remember this here. Uh, when you won't forgive and God put you in a position to forgive, He'll put you in prison, and the very thing that you won't forgive, that thing will imprison you. You won't go to jail, but it'll imprison your spirit, right? And then you can't release nothing, right? You can't get out of You wonder why you can't get out of nothing. You wonder why you can't never get out of here. Well, I can't get over the hump. It's because you won't forgive nobody when God forgave you the first time. And then you had an opportunity to forgive, and you didn't. He says, all right. I'm going to put you in the prison so you can see how this thing feels until you really genuinely forgive. Right? And so, and so now 
That's what happens. So I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you got. Some people got money and they still kill themselves. Because they end up in a prison and they can't, and the stress is so overwhelming, all right? Because, listen, I remember when my son got shot, when AJ got shot, uh, it was tough on us, man. It was tough. I was cool as a cucumber. But inside me, it was a tough one, right? And I, I, I had to go through some hell because I went down to the hospital and uh, I remember Neen hugging me and, and, and crying. And I was like, and it was tough and I was cool. Right? I was cool as a cucumber, but I was scared to death because I didn't know was it, was he gonna die. Right? I, I didn't know was he gonna die. Right? And so I had to rely on, and, and that's why I treat people the way I treat them. I says, so God, I had to treat people in such a way because I maybe end up in a situation, man, where I really needed him. And I was devastated because my nephew, my cousin, they got shot too, and they both of them, and I was scared to death. But the enemy came in. And I had to bury my nephew. That, I mean, he's really my, my nephew, my cousin, but I had to bury him. That was hard for me. That was really, really hard for me, right? And, and, and God had to let me know, I can pull you through this thing. Right? And here, now, I'm about to wrap this thing up, all right? Because this one's on you. Everybody said this one's on you. So here's what he said. Stress is a killer. Stress is a killer. Unforgiveness is the fuel that drives stress. Whenever you don't forgive, man, it's like you going to the gas station, man, and pumping stress into your life. And you're filling your life up, man, full of stress. And it seems like you can't get, now you're mad at your kids, they ain't did nothing. You're mad at your wife, they didn't do it. You go to work, you're mad, you're angry at everybody else, man, because you won't forgive somebody else. So now, have you ever been mad at somebody else? Man, what you, I ain't do nothing to you. You're acting funny with me, man, because of what happened at home. Because you're stressed out because you won't forgive your wife because uh, you saw a text message. And now you can't even work on your line. So the stress is messing you up. Now watch this here and I'm done. I got no more minutes. All right? Here we go. I, 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 let's, this, I, Paul wrote in Corinthians. Here's what Paul said. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is God's cure. Listen, love is the cure. Love is the only thing, man, that can really make forgiveness real. Because when I have the love of God in me, man, then I can forgive you genuinely from my heart. And then I can make it through every situation. In every situation. But when I don't have God's love, and God is love. Right? So when you don't love, you, I promise you, man, you won't forgive. Because God is love. And so whatever you, if once I download God into my system and I really, 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 really love God, he said, then I forgive others. And the minute I love God with all my heart genuinely, then I start to see people, man, the way God see them. And then I get to see them, and then, like I tell people all the time, the reason I don't harp on people that have dysfunctions, whether they're a drug addict or LGBTQ or whatever they are, the reason I don't do it because I was 440 pounds. I would eat two Whoppers, two shakes, and a large order of fry. I didn't care how much Ardina told me and what she said, I kept eating them. I would eat four pieces of chicken with a whole plate of rice and four biscuits. I ate four pieces of fish, you know, and all the fries. I was literally eating myself to death. So God said, I'm going to forgive you. But you got to forgive others. He said, you're going to run to the people, man, that strung out on pills. I want you to make their pills your fish sandwich. Just like you struggle with the fish sandwich and the four pieces of chicken, they struggle. You wanted to stop, but you couldn't. He said, so you got to forgive them because they struggle in a situation. And don't be pointing at them. I know you can do it. You need to be delivered. Not, I want you. He said, listen. I gave you grace and mercy, and I forgave you, and I touched somebody's mind, and they came up with a thing called a bariatric surgery. And I, and, and I was 440 pounds, and Ardina told me, she said, I said, I'm not getting it, Ardina. She said, well, honey, you don't have to get it. You know Ardina, Arthur. You don't have to do it, Arthur. But don't you want to be around for the kids, Arthur? 
So I said, yes, Ardina. So then I got the surgery. That was in 1990, right? Uh, I'm, I, you know, and, and God delivered me from right? But when he delivered me, he said, I, that was my mercy for you. He said, hold on, wait, hit me well. Because your mother died, she was 500 almost. Your brother died, he was 420. Right? Neither one of them could, neither one of them could lay down in the bed. They had to sleep sitting up in a chair. He blessed me, and he never let me drink an alcohol, smoke a cigarette, get high, no marijuana. He never let me do that, so my body would never get it. So when I had the surgery, doctor said, I, we never ain't seen anybody that didn't have high blood pressure, no sugar, no diabetes, no nothing. God preserved my body for that surgery. But he wanted me to know, just like I had mercy on you, I didn't know I was going to be a pastor. He said, you're going to run this to people, man, with all kind of situations. Have mercy on them. Right? And forgive them and help them forgive themselves. And let them know, man, it ain't about them because sometimes the enemy slipped something in on you a long time ago and it was stress or whatever and it consumed your life and it made you do things that you didn't. He said, but I'm a deliverer. If you come, if you accept me into your life, I can deliver you. He has the ability, man, to come inside of you and turn a crackhead into a pastor. He, he can turn a prostitute, man, into a CEO. Right? He has the ability, when you give your life to him, man, to change your whole life. He can take a person who they say was well, nothing, man, and make him a, a real estate giant. He, put him on, he can put you on Wall Street, right? He'll download the stuff in your system, and then he'll open up the doors of opportunity for you. But you got to give your life to him. And you got to forgive people, because if you can't forgive people, man, it'll block your creativity. It'll block, because you can't be creative, man, while you're so worried about what somebody else. Because as soon as you think you got it, they'll show up in your face, and you get all mad, and everything's a mess. Everybody stand to your feet. I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Hey! I was five. I'm five minutes over. Hey, you don't want to miss next week. Uh, oh, next week is the pastoral appreciation. You really don't want to miss that, right? God is good. I, I want to challenge you all. Uh, I want to challenge you guys um, to really think about forgiveness. I want you to really think about and This was on you. Now, if, if you want your life to be better, uh, first you got to forgive yourself. And then you have to forgive others, and then you can be what God wants you to be. Now, if you want God to work on your behalf, you have to forgive yourself first, and then you have to forgive other people, right? And then with, uh, whatever they did, whatever, you put in seal forgiveness, guess what? Because it really has no more power over you unless you give it power. What they did to you 15 years ago don't have no more power over you unless you give it power. So you have to release it, and you have to move forward. You know, I, I think about a lot of stuff. But that's the thing that helps me through it. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for each person in this congregation who's dealing with some things in their life, some people that hurt them, some situation that just was not fair. Lord, but you're in full control. I'm asking you, Lord, to give them the spirit to forgive the people that crossed them. And Lord, I want you to give them the spirit to forgive themselves for the mistake they made. I don't care what other people are trying to do. Keep trying to put it up in their face. You say you'll put it in and see if it gives them to remember no more. And just because other people want to remember it doesn't mean it's still there. So, Lord, give them the power to forgive themselves so they can be free to work on behalf of the kingdom and so they can, so they can really transform people who've been through what they've been through. Thank you, Lord. I praise you and I magnify you, Lord. I'm asking you to come into their heart. Come to their heart and be the God of their life. Lord, give them the desire to love you and want to be like you so they can be effective in the kingdom of God. I love you so much. I praise you so much. I magnify you so much. I give you so much glory and so much honor. And we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, the altar is going to be open for those who would like prayer. But as we leave this place, always remember God is going to be with you. Uh, God love you so much. Uh, so please, uh, give God an opportunity to be the Lord of your life. 
Lord, as we leave this place and never your presence, bless right now. Uh, give them traveling mercies. Give them your grace and your mercy in the name of Jesus. Let them know that you love them and you're always going to love them. And, Lord, as they prepare to give, when they give their tithe and offering, Lord, don't let anyone suffer because of what they're giving. Let them know you're giving back to them good measure, pressed down and shaken together. I thank you for how you blessed us and how you're blessing us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. The altar is open for those who like prayer.